Love is really looking at a person saying, there's all this stuff wrong with you. I'm yeah. gonna... <laughs> <laughs> there's oh just God. so much. No. But, uh... That's not the end of my sense. Welcome back to another episode of Girls Gotta Eat. Welcome back. It's cuffing season. Yes, ready to get cuffed it's up. It's 90 degrees. I laid out today. It's I, October 2nd. I can't talk. Okay. I can't talk about it. Well, we'll, we will talk about it, actually. <laughs> it's like all we like say hi and then we talk about weather. It's like every week. <laughs> Anyways, We're so boring. Thanks to Article for supporting Girls Gotta Eat. Article is changing the way people shop for quality furniture. Article is offering our listeners $50 off their first purchase of $100 or more. Just go to article.com slash GGE. And thanks to Postmates for supporting Girls Gotta Eat. For a limited time, Postmates is giving you $100 in free delivery credit for your first seven days. Download the Postmates app and use the code GGE. Yes. Also, thanks to Buffy for supporting Girls Gotta Eat. For $20 off your Buffy betting, visit Buffy.co, C-O, and enter promo code GGE. Also, thanks to Beta Brand for supporting Girls Gotta Eat. Beta Brand has the pants to match your style. They have boot cut, straight legs, skinny cropped, premium denim, six button, and wide leg pants in dozens of colors, patterns, and cuts. Go to Betabrand.com slash GGE and get 20% off your dress pant yoga pants. All right. All right, it's cuffing season. It's cuffing season. We have Tank Sinatra coming on later, our new best friend. He was great. He's wonderful. We just, we recorded with him yesterday and then we're recording this intro right before I head out of town for this wedding. So I'll talk about that when I get back. But as we sit here today, I sweated all day and I'm so pissed about it. I can't believe October 2nd, I laid out on my roof. It was 90 degrees. I saw people at the beach. Someone invited me to the beach today. I was like, absolutely not. I'm done. I'm I'm like going to pretend it's not 90 degrees out. I'm just fucking sick of this shit, okay? <laughs> I've already committed to my winter bod and I had to like go back to summer clothing. I can't. I know I put self-tanner on my legs. I almost wore shorts today. I'm like, I can't be out here with these translucent legs. I know, I got cellulite. I don't have, I'm not tan enough for these shorts anymore. <laughs> but I am headed to Spokane, Washington State. It is like 40 degrees. Oh, I can't wait. She posted an again. Instagram story, uh, my friend's fiance of snow. I was like, stop it. I was like, I'm going to like pack my sweaters tonight and just come. <laughs> I can't wait. Oh, you mean like, oh, I thought you meant CUM. <laughs> I did. Masturbate while you pack. I mean, that's what I meant. I'm just oh, saying did. it's like, so I'm going to climax when I pack sweaters. Like I'm so excited to wear sweaters. I just am so fucking sick of this. I'm ready to switch out my wardrobe. I haven't been able to switch out my wardrobe yet. Do you do that? I do like minimal of that. I do have to put some stuff like there's stuff that's under the bed in like a container that's not coming out like teeny tiny shorts and skirts like those are over. Okay. Well, I have to leave out some little skimpy cute things because, okay, because cuffing season is coming and you're going to be traveling a lot and I'm not, which is new for me. Um, I've decided that I'm going to start dating a lot. I know I started saying this to you a lot recently. You do say this a lot. Like I'm going to do it now. I'm saying it on the podcast, which means I have to do it. So you're going to be held accountable. Yeah, so I'm going to be held accountable. Um, (laughs) Wait, hold on a second. I'm sorry to interrupt you, but Raina recently goes, I really, (laughs) she goes, I got to get back out there. And I was like, bitch, when have you ever been out there? (laughs) You're not getting back out there. You're just getting out there. I just naturally meet people in the wild a lot. So I've never had to be like 
out there on the apps. Like I meet people at our shows. I meet people. Yeah, no, we we said it January 2019. Only dating, only fucking in other cities on the road, and we stick. I stuck, we stuck to, that. to it. Yes, I stuck to that. I, I fucked internationally. I fucked in Canada. You did. Oh. Well, Australian deck in Canada. You fucked an Australian guy in Canada. I know. He's so international. I know. And the guy that I fuck here is Australian. Okay. But anyways, I'm- oh, I'm, I'm a type. <laughs> God, February. We're getting fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> fuck the whole country. Not fuck you guys. I mean, fuck all the men in your country. We're not going to fuck Continent. You. Continent. It's a continent. Um, anyways, I'm getting out there. I decided. Um, I'm just ready. I'm ready to be- Treated, however, by as many men as possible. I'm just treated ready. well. What do you mean treated? Whatever. I started to say treated like shit. I don't want to be like. I don't want to be anticipating it. I just know what men are like. Yeah, but now, you. But you're not going to care. I'm not going to care. Like, but I'm just. I want attention from as many men as humanly I hear possible. You. So I'm trying to decide now which app I'm going to use, like Hinge or Raya. Oh, Raya, girl. I mean, we, I, we did a whole expose on Raya at uh, one. I mean, it's just, it's annoying. I Is actually, it? I actually need to cancel that. I'm still paying for it. Yeah, it's just, you got to watch these slideshows. Half the guys are models. Like, I don't want that. So I can't decide if I want to be treated like shit by models <laughs> that are famous on Raya or if I want to be treated like shit by just normal guys on Hinge. And that's my problem. Hmm. It's a real dilemma. We'll do a would you rather on our Instagram story. Yeah. All right. Well, Raina's getting out there, I'm not out back there. out there. Today. Today we are hinge Today? Swiping. Today we're hinge swiping. Because I'm not going out of town. Yeah. Mom's out of Mom's town. Away. <laughs> I just feel like I'm ready for like a lot of attention from a lot of guys. And like, I, I think like, okay, all summer I was hot and sweaty. Now yeah. it's just, it's time to like, it's the weather to get out there. I'm not saying I want a boyfriend. I'm just like ready for oh, some God, no. fun male attention. Girl, please. <laughs> I cleared my whole bench. Oh, you cleared the bench. I cleared the bench. I have no bench. So like, I'm ready to really and then fill the bench. And I'm some stories for work. That's a great segue into cuffing season. Yeah, so it's cuffing season. I know people use cuffing season to find a boyfriend. I'm not saying I want that. I'm just saying I'm, that's not the goal. I don't think it's good. I think I want to set an intention, which yeah. is just that I want to meet some hot, good-looking guys okay. that are fun to hang out with. If something happens, great. If not, fine too. Well, lucky for you, the thing about this audience is that they're crazy. So they're going to hold you accountable. I know they will. And if they don't see you out there, no. they're going to be pissed. I'm scared of them. You so guys are wild. Don't so DM us. Don't DM us. Unless one of your coworkers or brothers are extremely yeah. hot, fun. And that's it. Hot and fun. That's all I care about. Smart. Well, you want to man or men, you want male attention. I want LASIK. So I just want to put it out there that I, Raina's ready for a man. I'm ready for LASIK. I never really cared so much. I was like, yeah, whatever. I, I wear glasses. I have contacts. I switch them out. Lately it is, I'm, I'm sick of it. I'm so sick of this. I don't have to live like this. I can get LASIK, the, the whatever, you know, I don't have astigmatism or whatever. I have regular bad eyesight. But anyway, if you guys have LASIK recommendations, Someone wants to, you know, hook me up. I'll promote them. Doc, I think it's Wolfson Eye Institute in Atlanta. I've heard they're incredible. If anybody's listening from Wolfson Eye Institute in Atlanta, <laughs> message me. I like that I'm being held accountable for finding a man. You're just being held accountable for getting your eyes fixed. I just, it's a pain in the ass. It finally has gotten to the point where I'm like, I fucking hate this. The contacts are dry. I put in their glasses. My glasses are scratched. I'm just fucked. Like What's I hate all of it. What's the cost? Do you have any idea? No I concept like of it. Please do not quote me on this. I think it's like maybe you can get it done for like $3,000, like $1,500 an eye. I could okay. be wrong. It's, it's an affordable, I mean, whatever. To change your whole life. I think it's affordable. The, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I think the only thing that 
affects it. I got, I guys, please do not quote me on this. I don't know. I could not know what I'm talking about. I'm pretty sure someone once told me that the only thing that can really affect it, it can be affected when you get pregnant and that's not happening. So. Oh, that's so interesting. I change your eyesight. Your, your body changes. I mean, shit goes down when you get pregnant. But yeah, I mean, so Wolf's and I Institute, I think that's what they're called. You guys, it's, it's something about a wolf. You guys hear me. Well, here you go, I'll guys. go to Atlanta. Just, you guys can hold us accountable. I'm going to find a bunch of men. Ashley's going to get her eyes fixed. <laughs> that's what's going to happen through the fall. Well, I want to talk about cuffing season. You guys, we asked you guys what topics you wanted to hear. And we're going to take that into account with the full episode for next week with just us. But we figured we'd talk about it. We might talk about it with Tank when he comes in here. He's a meme guy. So I personally feel like cuffing season has always been a thing. But meme life and Instagram and the internet turned it into like... I mean, they gave it the title. The name. Yeah. So I'm curious what you think. I just think it never had a name. Like I think about when I dated in the winter time, like I would like show up to dates. It'd be like negative five degrees. My nose would be running Ugh, and your face pale. is pale. You're really pale. And then like your blood pressure is all crazy. Makes your fingers swell up because your like yeah. skin is coming back to like a normal temperature. Anyways, I'm not trying to be out here dating for the first time in the winter. Yeah, it's the best season to date. Yeah. It's the best fashion. It's mm-hmm. the best weather. You can take a walk. You're not limited to like indoor outdoor activities. You can do anything you want. Yeah. Yeah, that's it's for me. I was thinking about my past with guys that I've dated semi-seriously, like three to six months, and then guys that I had like long-term relationships with. And it's kind of funny because almost every guy that I dated semi-seriously, three to six months, I met in the fall. And every single guy, I mean, I've only had really like three significant long-term relationships that were really serious. Uh, We met in the spring. And it's like, or we started dating in the spring. And I just feel like before cuffing season, there was spring fever. Like back in our parents' days and stuff, it would be like, the old movies, like spring fever, like the weather starts to get warmer. Everybody gets really frisky and horny. And like, that was like spring. So my luck with long-term and relationships that worked were always like March-ish, March to May. When they started. Yeah. Like I think, I think that's a thing. So I'm like, I'm wondering, are you a cuffing season person? You spring, spring fever person? I, I don't know, but I will tell you my last three very serious relationships all ended between Halloween and, and Thanksgiving. So I don't have a pattern for when they started, but I have a pattern for For when when they ended. ended. (laughs) To me, I think it's cool. I, I prefer, I guess, to get in that, in a relationship in early spring in that March time. And then you kind of have spring is great. And then you have the summer, like it's cuffing season always gets a little weird because if you really start dating October one or whatever, the holidays pop up and then you're in a whole different thing of like, are we, what are we, are we doing holidays? We just did that whole episode last year about it. And I think it's like, you see a lot of breakups happen right before Thanksgiving, Christmas, that time. It's right. like, people are like, I either got to really commit to you, take you home, meet the family. You're going to meet my friends from home or like, I got to get out of this. Right. And we have a lot of younger listeners that are probably in college. And so what, they start dating someone and then you guys both go home and you fuck the person at home over the holidays. You know, you like fuck that hometown guy or girl. So I just think I always, I think it's a funny time and I get it. It's like you're, you want to snuggle up with somebody. You want to Netflix and chill with somebody and cuffing season, time to get cuffed up. Summer's over. You're done being a douchebag in the Hamptons, whatever it is. And, but I'm like, then the holidays pop up and that's a whole nother bag of shit. What are we? I don't know. I just I'm feel- a spring fever gal. Because <laughs> <laughs> any guy I ever dated, well, I think one guy actually dated, we met on Hall- at a Halloween party uh-huh. and then we, we dated, we were still together at New Year's. He st- and then after that, we started to fizzle out. 
So, but we were not serious enough to even discuss the holidays. We just kept it cash. So that's why I like that if you start dating in October, because honestly, if somebody's not taking you home for Thanksgiving or Christmas, that shouldn't even be on your mind. You've no. been with somebody for two months. Like no, no. you should not be meeting their family. I mean, whatever, do you do whatever makes you feel good, makes you feel happy. But I mean, personally, I don't feel insulted if our first date is October 3rd and yeah. Thanksgiving, you're not bringing me home. Oh, absolutely not. No, also, I'm not going I, home with you. Also, I spend Thanksgiving with my family and no. I spend Christmas with your family. <laughs> Yeah, I'm no. busy. Forget it. Um, lucky wait. if you, we get New Year's together. <laughs> I figure out what we're doing for New Year's. Um, anyways, I would like to hold myself accountable for cuffing season. Okay. Are you gonna just? Are you gonna not date during cuffing season? What do you think? What's your vibe? Um, I. You know, I have a crush. <laughs> <laughs> Which one? You like so many guys. No, I have a crush. Nothing's happened yet. I can't talk. I can't talk about it. You're I getting can't all it. He's, I'm getting red. He's very hot. Yeah. <laughs> I, I had like a dream about him last night. And then the day I was like, do I tell him I had a dream about him? Mm-hmm. Like we're friends. We're friends. You know what I mean? Like we're cool, but I really want to fuck him. I really want you to fuck him and tell me about it. Um, all right. Well, anyway, stay tuned guys. Ashley might get a one boyfriend. I might get a bunch of boyfriends. Just stay tuned. We're ready. I'm ready for October. Ready to Netflix and chill. I can't wait. We'll give you guys some Netflix recommendations. <laughs> no, I, we, Nikki Glazer, we've had on the show. We love her. Her special's out on Netflix. It's called Bangin'. It is very sex heavy. Oh, did you see what I posted on my Instagram story? So I watched it last night and her, my favorite bit of the whole special is this bit about blue balls that she does. It's one of my favorite jokes of hers. Mm-hmm. And the gist is that that's, they're not killing guys. They're not that real. They're not real. And this girl DM me and she was like, my roommate literally thought blue balls were like very harmful to men and could kill them until she watched Nikki's special. And like, are men really out here yes, being like, are. if you don't make me come, I'm going to die? Yes, because I feel like 19 year old boys, they're in like the best position, 19, 20, 21, because girls haven't like learned yet how to be smarter than them. I feel like once girls are like 22, 23, they can't pull that shit anymore. We've always been smarter, are, but they still trick you. They trick you. Yeah. So I think the girls, yeah, I'm sorry, I take that back. Girls are always from day one. Day one. But I think <laughs> the girls don't have enough sexual experience to know that that's just bullshit. Right. And you get to a certain age and you're like, oh, that's not a thing. And then men are at a disadvantage. Yeah. So Sorry. Nikki's special, also very educational. It's great. Um, what are you watching? Do you have any documentary? You're a documentary person. I've been blown through documentaries. There's one called The Great Hack on Netflix um, about uh, <laughs> it's just nerdy stuff. It's about Facebook and um, basically people like mining your data to try to like force you to vote a certain way. Well, election season's coming up. Yeah, it's really, really interesting. Um, and then The Family, which is also like another political documentary about the this Christian organization in Washington. I watch a lot of nerdy stuff, guys. I, uh, I like documentaries. Documentaries and comedy specials are my favorite things. You guys, There's one a bill- night my parents were in town and I don't know how Scientology came up and... <laughs> I said, I don't really know that much about it. Clearly, I know the celebrities. We all know Tom Cruise and Leah Romini. Like, we know these things, but I really don't know a lot about the religion. And we were in an Uber with my mom, my dad, and me and Raina. And Raina just unloaded the entire past, present, and future of Scientology. My mom was blown away. <laughs> you were saying something that sounded like it was made up. It was like all these crazy words. Scientology is crazy. 
Yeah, but you know a lot. You deep dive on this shit. I do. Like, I mean, I'll pick a, I'll pick a topic like Theranos, for example, oh, yeah. um, and I will read every single thing about it. It's the Elizabeth Holmes company. Um, I read the Bad Blood book. I listened to the podcast. <laughs> I watched the HBO documentary. Like, I really deep dive into this stuff. If I'm going to get interested in something, I like learning all this stuff. I love financial crimes and yeah. political crimes. So, like, get out there, guys. I mean, I watch a lot of The Office, too. I'm not like, I'm not, guys, I'm not a genius or anything. I mean, I watch like, some stupid <laughs> But my mom still, she still brings it up. She's like, Raina, man, that Scientology discussion. Uh-huh. I, I know a lot of stuff about a lot of stuff. Okay, I watched Bohemian Rhapsody recently. I knew I was going to love it. I was, I, I was very late to watch it, but I just... I was waiting for like a special night. I knew I was going to love it so much. I was waiting. I was waiting until I moved in. I had my new nice TV, whatever. And so I put it on this past weekend, like settled in with a glass of wine. Best thing ever. I couldn't get over it. I told Raina, you were already asleep, but I texted you. It was like, we are opening every show with We Will Rock You and we are ending it with We Are The Champions. We are a queen podcast now. That's like all there is to it. I mean, I always knew how much, how inspirational they were, but I look up to them and Freddie Mercury so much in terms of what they did for music. I feel like we we could only hope to like do that for podcasting. <laughs> I just love it. They're so savage. They were like, we're going to put a six minute single on the radio. And they're like, no, you're not. They're like, well, then you don't manage us anymore. Like, and then they threw a baseball through the window. Like they just, they were so savage and they were like, we're going to make music that no one has ever heard anything that sounds like it literally ever. And you're going to like it. So we're the queen of podcasting. We're not, I don't, I don't want to say that yet, but like, that is what I aspire to be. I, I, I see what you're saying. Only not die early. Yeah. Die young, I guess. I don't care if I die young, actually. I don't care at all. I'm at 45. No, 75. I'm good. 75. I'm all set. I don't know. I have just pictured us being like so old together. You know, the actor that plays um, Freddie Mercury and his girlfriend, they're actually like a couple. Oh, really? The mm-hmm. girl that played Mary mm-hmm. and him? What's his name? Rami Malik? Yeah. How you say his name? Oh my God, they're really together? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they met on the set and they're still together. I wonder if Freddie Mercury like came back from the dead or if he's like watching from the grave. He's like, my teeth were not that fucking bad. (laughs) They kind of were though. (laughs) I love biopics. So I'll watch the biopic and I love to like Google like what is actual facts, like how far from reality was this actual biopic. And people said this was pretty far from reality. There's like a lot, a lot, a lot of like factual inaccuracies about that movie. Oh Um, man. Yeah. I just think that sometimes like, or Wolf of Wall Street was like one of my favorite books and like the movie, they just like left half the shit out that happened. But I think a lot of the times like people don't need to know all this behind the scenes stuff because it just wouldn't change anything. Right. Yeah. I mean, as you can, it's a two hours to tell a life story. Yeah. Well, this, you guys is, this has been our movie review. <laughs> I hope you guys have enjoyed. Everyone's like, Roger really, Ashley? Watch Bohemian Rhapsody. Yeah, they won a fucking Oscar. We've seen it, bitch. Yeah, hot take. This came out a year hot ago. Hot take. I still can't believe we got a star as born in Bohemian Rhapsody in the same Oscar season. Like how lucky are we? This is a period in time that I'll never forget. <laughs> star is born. Thank God for a star is born. What would you do on stage at our live shows if it wasn't for that? Surprise guys. I sing the entire thing. I'm kidding. A lot throughout the whole show. I haven't done it. I haven't done the thing. I just love belting it out. <laughs> I know you do. <laughs> just like one line. I don't sing the song guys. Buy tickets still. People just, are like, oh wow, I'm returning my ticket. No, just come. It's the best. We actually have uh, tickets left for four of our live shows. You guys can still come to, it might be three, right? New Orleans, um, Charleston coming up and New York. And I think that's it. We're sold out otherwise. Yep. And then uh, maybe next week we'll announce some new cities. Yeah. Um, 
All right. That's it. That's really exciting. Oh, I do just want to say yesterday, I just want to plug them one time. I went to Trellis yesterday, which oh, we okay. talked about on our fertility episode. They're a fertility clinic. Um, they did reach out to me to come and do a little like fertility assessment. So I just want to like plug them. It was a nice experience. Um, all I, I mean, I just did the assessment. They take a little bit of blood and they check your, um, basically your fertility. So uh, I would just like to say, Ashley asked me on my way in. She said, how are you going to feel if they like tell you you're like infertile and I said it's so crazy I never thought about it yeah like I never thought about how I feel um but I have a great bill of health I have the uterus of a young 20 year old they told Ooh. me uh-huh so they showed me a whole chart of like how your follicles like decline and uh-huh. so like at my age I should have about 13 follicle follicles where the eggs are yeah and I have 23 oh my god I know it's crazy you're good to go I can I, I bitch can, don't get pregnant uh, how, how have I not, not gotten, gotten pregnant? pregnant that was the first words out of my mouth I'm always trying to like do bits at the gynecologist and like they're not here for it. I am shook right now that you have not gotten pregnant. Well, you do plan B though. Yeah, but I'm always you are not on birth control, control and not you're not always not. the well, whatever. But you you do you've actually though, I mean, you seem you just sound like you're really fertile. And I you we've said it before, you wait real long to get that plan B. So I just can't believe you haven't gotten pregnant. I mean, I'm, I'm glad. It's 72 hours. Not always. Not always. I, I mean, look, nobody knows how, I mean, they can tell you as much as they want about fertility and how it works and the percentages of probabilities. Nobody really knows how this stuff works. And so there are people that you can give a sonogram to that look like they're super fertile and they never get pregnant. Yeah. I have a friend that's like struggling to get pregnant. She's super fertile. It turns out her husband's sperms from sideways, which I've never right. heard of. Um, there's like a million reasons why you don't get pregnant. So, I mean, the guy said to me, like, just because you have so many eggs doesn't mean that like the quality is going to be incredible. <laughs> It's, it's quality, not quantity. <laughs> yes. You're like, well, can we check the quality? Or right. Can we do something we do here? So control? anyways, I'm thinking about doing it. I think about getting my eggs frozen. I don't know. I mean, I have time to think about it now. Um, yeah. But he said, don't wait like too much longer. So we'll see. I'm thinking about it and I'm not in a rush. All right, guys. Well, Raina has eggs. Tons of eggs. Extremely fertile. We don't know if they're good ones, but she's got them. Tell your fun, successful, rich brothers and friends. <laughs> to impregnate her. <laughs> Anyways, guys, um, that, let's get into our guest for the day. Yes. Okay. Finally. Um, so uh, we are welcoming an awesome guest today in the house studio with me, Ashley, and Dewey. We have a meme king. He has over 2 million followers on Instagram. You guys know him as Tank Sinatra. He also has Tank's Good News. Think Tank podcast, which Ashley just came from doing, so definitely check it out. And he has the largest traps I have ever seen in my life on a human man. Wait, is he our trap king? <laughs> I am a trap house. <laughs> the, the, <laughs> sorry, you're not the king, you're the house. I found the trap house to my brick house. So stay up at my trap house. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah. That's, that's much better than king. I won't, the, I won't do that again. No, I appreciated it. You walked in unaccompanied because you were parking. And Bobby De- Schmurda was playing. Dewey did not know what was going on. No, he was like, trap the fucking traps. He was yeah. like, that guy's as big as the door frame. Yeah. He thought another door walked in the door. He was like, wait a second. How did this house Mom, walk- when did we get another door? Is this our new house? That wolf is on two feet. What the fuck is going on? Um, Sorry, I shouldn't curse so much. Oh, no, it's okay. So curse what? curse, curse all you away. Want. Yeah. All right. There I think it's no I podcast. find people that don't curse to be suspect. Yeah. They're not living an honest life. You got to live we honest. We just talked about living honest. an honest life on his podcast. You guys did? Yeah. yeah. About you living an honest life or him? Just in general. Tank has something great. To, can, let's just open with it. You, there's a difference between being honest, being and, honest living and, an honest and living an honest life. Honest. What is it? Okay. If somebody says to you, what's an honest life? What does that mean to you? It means that you don't do anything that's not in your best interest or the best interest of the people around you that you care about. 
Okay, so that's interesting. Like treating people how you want to be treated. Because we were saying, I was and like, yourself. We have we have women that tell us stuff that happened that some guy did something to them and something terrible, and they're like, well, he was honest about it. It's like he's a piece of shit. Yeah. Oh yeah, we have like women like a specific that email that we got. This yeah. guy like broke up with her, which we were like, great, good for him, being honest. And he was like, well, I could have been a dick, and like that's kind of like what I'm inclined to do anyways, and like fuck other girls behind your back, but I didn't. We were like, congratulations. Like he yeah. was basically like, old me would have used you for sex and strung you along, but I'm trying to be a good person like it's like you can't just be a good person you don't have to pat yourself on the back for not being an asshole i i had i read this book i forgot which book it was but i've done this in therapy also where you use see the guy oh it was it was um the road less traveled robert uh not robert my mom's it's robert frost yeah but the the book is written by some other guy and he said he had a patient that used to come in and use the session as like a press conference for herself and like that's kind of what that guy was doing. Like, yeah. here's how good of a guy I am. Yes, I'm have to tell you about it. Yep. If you're that good of a guy, you don't have to do it. You shouldn't. Here's my goal in life. Like, I don't want my watch or my car or my traps to indicate to you who I am. I want you to know by my presence that I'm a full, whole person that you can trust and mm-hmm. have a good time with. I not my that. clothes. Not anything about that. Maybe the way I walk a little bit because that's like my soul moving towards you. <laughs> well, the traps do say something. The traps say I can protect you. Yes, that in is any what they situation. say. Absolutely. I was thinking like we could hire you as our bodyguard if like the meme stuff doesn't ever work out for this, you. Right? Yeah. I don't. I mean, you're big, but your arms are huge. <laughs> you still have a neck. I want people to. I mean, it's not a long neck, but it's my there. traps are our top point zero zero one percent. Bernie Sanders would say I have more traps than the bottom ninety nine percent combined. <laughs> We will take a photograph of your neck for the people so they know you have a neck. Okay. That it's a defined chin, jawline neck. Yeah. I mean, I'm not like the the, the baby from Boss Baby. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, but you do kind of look like that. (laughs) Because he has no hair? I'm sorry. But yeah, I see it. Yeah. Well, we're glad you're here. Do you want to introduce yourself? Yeah. Like, tell us your background. Where are you from? You're married. I don't know. I have to do this uh, like in the in like on a show in a little while. This appearance that I have planned, and I have to like figure out who I am uh-huh. in a ninety second pitch, and it's like borderline impossible. I'm from New York. I'm married. I'm a recovering alcoholic. Uh-huh. I'm a bodybuilder. I am a, a meme maker. I'm a spiritual person. I read. Like it is. I'm a lot. Like I do a lot. I've had a very full life, and I want to continue to have a full life. And that means whatever it means on any given day. Some days I read, some days I don't. Some days I go to the gym, some days I don't. Some days I'm a good husband, some days I'm not so great. I'm a father. Like, I'm just trying to do my best. Okay. And just so for people who don't follow, I thought that was beautiful, by the way. I don't want to cut you up. I just wanted you to say sometimes I, like, lift a car up above my head. <laughs> whatever needs to be done is why I'm a get-it-done kind of guy. Because I do Donovan. picture you pulling, like, a tire. He, I feel like he could, like, rip a tire open. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely a phone book. If I had to. <laughs> phone book. Um, but don't you, age yourself, Raina. People I will rip is. Google in half. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, for people who don't follow you, which at the end of the episode, I hope they all do, but you okay. create original memes and they are so good. Thank you. They are really yeah. funny. And I feel like there's a million meme accounts out there. Um, yeah. I don't really know who else is doing what you're doing. Yeah. Because even the originals. Yeah. Fuck Jerry, fat Jewish. They don't, they're not creating original content. They would openly admit that. They yeah. stole content forever and now they credit. And I don't know. Like you... I can respect it. That's what I do too. But it's just like, I don't know another account like yours. Do you, who else is even doing what you're doing? 
Um, my partner, Adam Padilla, Adam, the creator. Oh, that's Adam, the creator. Except he does it so much better and so much higher quality than I could ever do it because he's the Achilles. Sorry. There was a little gas on me. That was your yogurt. Yeah. You came in hot. I've never seen somebody take down a yogurt that fast. It was two (laughs) bites. You handed him a spoon and it was inside of his body. I've never seen anybody just deep throat a yogurt that fast. I I sucked dick and I I was impressed. If you didn't give me a spoon, I was just going to crush the chub on I handed you a spoon and... The quickness with which you handed it back, I was like, oh, he's something's wrong with a spoon. <laughs> like, I didn't know if you handed it back because you were done. <laughs> and you had, ba- well, I had to ride in Tank's car with him. He had berries in the car. I, his car smelled like the mall. It was great. The yeah. mall? What's the if mall smell? Like? like a Cinnabon smell. Not a, not a bad mall smell, like a Ooh. good food court I smell. I wish my car would smell like Auntie Anne's. If I could pick a smell from my car. Oh my God, from the that's mall. what they should do something New with pretzel that, smell? That smell is unreal. <laughs> Buttery pretzel. I love Auntie Anne's. I can. I only hate myself enough to put that in my body like a couple times a year. In the I airport. haven't had that in decades. It's so bad. It's the worst thing you can put down your gullet. I love but it's pizza. so good. Guys, what were we talking about? Oh, Me. you're about yes. you. Yes. Me. And Adam you, the Adam the Creator, also is like another one I think is Which I did, You were saying your partner, Adam, earlier. Oh, so yeah. I did not know that's who that was. That's so, awesome. So the, like, the Achilles heel of making memes is that you're always using other people's images. So it's like, mm. so while some people are curating content start to finish box, this is a box that I found. I'm going to put this box on my page. I'm taking a smaller part of the box and writing in the top part, but I'm still using other people's images. Right. He makes images from scratch, Photoshop. He's un-fucking-believable. Adam is a creator. He's not a curator in any sense Mm -hmm. of the word. He is an actual production machine. He's a creativity giant. How did you, like, get into... I think it's, like, so crazy and interesting how you got into this because you're not, like, a stand-up comedian, but the stuff that you do is pure comedy. I've always loved comedy. Being funny is, like, my favorite quality. And you've been doing comedy. Yeah. I've done it here and there. My favorite laugh is an interpersonal laugh where, like... It's just well-timed. It's contextual. You see something, you say something, you know? Yeah. So then Tank Sinatra grew and grew and grew and grew. And then Tank's Good News was born out of that. Right. And Tank's Good News, which you, did, you didn't know about, right? I have discovered it since. Yes, I don't know about it. It's, um, yeah, it's like the best thing I've ever done. It's okay. The but uplifting sh- part of your day. Yeah. Like of someone's day. And it's... I am now forced in a disciplined manner to go find good news. It's like changed my life. Yeah. Literally. Okay. I was always a positive kind of guy. I sought out the positive, but it was like, now it's like I have to go find stories to populate this website and this Instagram page. Okay. But totally separate from that, you have this book that you're writing called Go to Bed Angry. So like you actually think about like relationships and dating. Oh yeah. Things like that a lot. So what's the book about? So the book is just kind of a, it's not a memoir per se. There are going to definitely going to be stories in there, but it's a, it's a roadmap from codependency to healthy, committed relationship. And I say healthy because committed can be healthy, but a lot of times people will commit out of fear of being alone or loneliness and wind up in a situation that's just so destructive for them and they can't get out of it. So I don't want to put any, like, that's not good. I'm not saying that that's good. But what I'm saying is that even if you are in a committed relationship, there are ways to make it healthy from the inside out that are in your control, even if you think there aren't, because there are. Okay. Was that spurned by your wife? Um, That was spurned by my desire to just like, you know, back to my life. I just want to enjoy my life. Yeah. I got sober at a young age and I escaped that demon, alcoholism and drug addiction, and I fell into codependency and it was like... 
this is just as hard. So the book starts off with me getting my heart broken publicly by this girl I had a crush on in sixth grade. She did a shitty thing. She like called me a fat fuck in front of the whole class. What? After I like, she kind of like spread a rumor that she liked me to make like it was like a joke. Because she was really pretty. Mm-hmm. And like, why would she like me? It was like, uh, she. Oh, oh my God. Long so Island girls are so bullying. savage. <laughs> so then, I can't handle kids bullying. It makes me like want to cry. So then I handle. found out that she liked me. And or I found out that I heard that she liked me. So I had my friend ask her out. And she was like, I'm not going out with that fat fuck. And I was like, oh, God. Oh I'm going to die. I was in sixth grade. Then it oh happened again God. in seventh grade with another person. Oh, my so God. So I just was like. Girls hate me and I'm not worth loving because I'm fat. So I'm just going to be funny. Right. So I became funny, which is what we were talking right, about yeah. on my podcast, which is like a, a coping mechanism. So when I got sober, I placed way too much importance on what the girl I was dating thought of me and how she was treating me and how quickly she texted me back. And it's just, I, I went down this rabbit hole of making bad decision after bad decision, choosing the wrong person, saying I wanted one thing. And choosing the polar opposite. Like, mm-hmm. I actually had a list of things that I wanted in a partner, and I chose like the exact opposite because this is something that I learned. So, when you're a kid, um, you are like one of the defining characteristics of being young is being self centered. Even some adults are self centered. But yeah. when you're a kid, you literally think the world exists for you. Mm-hmm. So, when you're self centered, when, when self centeredness and trauma intersect, Self-loathing is born out of that experience. So that's why I was making these choices because although everything was okay, I was sober, I was employed, I had a girlfriend, um, I was in shape, I was healthy, my family was good. I would still choose situations that made me feel bad and reinforced how I felt subconsciously about myself but couldn't figure out why. That's the most important thing I learned in my entire life. Okay. Is the self-centeredness and the trauma, self-loathing. That's why you make these decisions. How do you combat it? Heal. You got to heal. So much work. Right. But the book is about the work and the fact that sometimes people will tell you to do work and there's really no guarantee that it's going to work. Well, because everybody's different. Yeah, but not really. Like if you do the work, like if you eat less than you expend calories wise, or if you save, if you spend less money than you make, Mm you will save money or you will lose weight. Like these are principles that are not up for debate. The problem is nobody tells you how to like navigate a craving for ice cream at 10 o'clock. Do you, when you say work, are you talking about therapy or all the things together? Cause you said you meditate, you read, you know, you're, you all don't the, drink, you're all healthy. The things together. Okay. Yeah. It's a lot of work being a happy person, but I'd rather force myself to be happy than be naturally sad, which yeah. I was for a long time. You think you just replaced like all these addictions with love and companionship? Is that, did that like, cause you said you're so like, Oh yeah. Codependent. For sure. And then I had to heal. And then I had to deal with that. Then I had to say, all right, this person, I'm still putting my, I'm still placing my internal condition on an external factor. Like I yeah. can't do that. I mean, that's a real thing. I don't know. Raina, I don't know if you've been in a relationship like that. That's a, such a thing where you, you feel responsible for someone's happiness. For their, I'm saying they're responsible for mine. I say, I'm saying like, oh, okay. I, I feel responsible for yeah. this person I'm dating's happiness. Yeah. Which and is, it is so like unfair. A weight. It's so unfair. Yeah. And even just to be, there was like this meme today I saw of like, don't make your friends or your partner, or your therapist pay for therapy. That's why it costs money. You know, yeah. if you really need to like, <laughs> that they're trained to let you fucking talk this through. I'm not saying that your friends and your partner shouldn't listen to you, but there comes a point where it's too much. Yeah. And they can be a sounding board, but they're not experts. Yeah. 
Well, we always say on the show, like, you know, you should create a life that you're so proud of so that, like, your partner doesn't have to be the only thing. And, like, yeah. I had a girlfriend, um, we're not super close anymore, in California, and, like, she just, she was, like, this beautiful beauty queen, but she didn't really have, like, a lot else going on, so she was constantly just, like, boyfriend, dating apps, boyfriend, breakup, dating apps. Yeah. It was just crazy-ass cycle. Her, she had a fight with her boyfriend, and she was immediately on the dating apps, and I was, like, she, she would cry to me, and I was, like, why don't you try to do something else that makes you happy? Like, anything. anything. Pick yeah. any hobby. Get better at your job take a trip anything like this can't be the only thing that you derive happiness from like that's a terrible thing to do to another person but because then it takes you down like if you if your number one thing is a relationship and a partner and a romantic partner and that kind of thing and shit doesn't work out you get like taken out like you lose days of work like it like oh yeah fucks you up so badly because you have relied on it if, if you have a finite amount of, of points in your emotional bank and you assign eight out of 10 to this person yeah. treating you well and they disappear. For sure. Well, we are loving this conversation and the direction it took, but I hate to cut you off, but we are going to take a very quick break to talk about some of our partners and then get right back into it with Tank. I want to tell you guys about a brand new partner. It is Article, which is a furniture and home decor company, I guess you can say. Article is the easiest way to make your space look beautiful. So we are loving this so much. This, the pieces that they have are gorgeous, high quality, like mid, focus on mid-century modern, which is a style that I love personally. And they have lounge chairs and second stackable chairs. The couches are great. The coffee tables are great. The dressers for your bedroom are amazing. Uh, they help you make entertainment seasons stress-free and beautiful. I'm going to talk about the stuff that I recently received from Article in a minute, but we want to tell you a little bit more about the company. Furniture shopping can be terrible, even ordering from certain companies. I'm not going to say any names, but I attack them on Twitter. <laughs> it can take forever to get your items. So they really keep their prices low by cutting out the middleman. Their team of designers focuses on beautifully crafted pieces, quality material, excellent construction. The stuff is amazing and the prices are fair. You save up to 30% off traditional retail prices for stuff that you'd find in other companies. Fast flat rate shipping is available across the USA and Canada, starting at just $49 with free basic shipping on orders over $999. So when you hit that thousand, you're going to get that free shipping. Options for in-room delivery, assembly assistance, all the things. And 30-day return policy with simple returns and exchanges. I ordered a lot of stuff from them. Like Obviously, I moved recently. You guys all know that. And I love these chairs. They're out on my patio right now. They're these stackable, comfortable turquoise like pop of color chairs they're made out of like a rope material they're great for outdoor I have some lamps I'm looking at the lamps right now these lamps are gorgeous they are gold they have a white marble base I have a rug coming on the way a bedroom rug like a really fluffy great rug that I'm going to put in my bedroom that I'm waiting on as always we are giving you guys a discount and we really want you to check out Article Article is offering our listeners $50 off their first purchase of $100 or more just go to article.com slash GGE to claim your discount visit article.com slash GGE and the discount will be automatically applied at checkout. So this isn't a discount code thing. You go to the link and that checkout and that and that discount is already going to be applied to your purchase. That's article.com slash GGE for $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. Just go to article.com slash GGE. And again, no code needed. Go to the link. Your discount's going to be built in. All right. And we are also talking about Postmates today, which I love talking about. Postmates is your personal food delivery, grocery delivery, whatever kind of delivery service you want all year round. Um, it is an app on your phone. They will literally bring you anything that you are craving. They will deliver it to you. It is the largest on-demand network in the United States, which I didn't even know. Literally just um, got a delivery from them. <laughs> We actually did pause this ad to get a delivery <laughs> from, from Seymour's, which is a great restaurant. Yeah. Um, 
I think people don't know that they will also bring you stuff from grocery stores, convenience stores, traditional retailers, really whatever you want. Um, it's 24 seven. So 365, you can literally have anything brought to you. Those colder months are coming up. Coughing seasons here. Stay home under the blanket. It's uh, an app that you can download on iOS or Android for free. You can browse local restaurants and businesses and track your delivery in real time. Um, we're going to give you guys a discount for a limited time. Postmates is giving our listeners $100 of free delivery credit for your first seven days to start your free delivery. Download the app and use the code GGE. That's the code GGE for $100 of free delivery credit for your first seven days. When you download the Postmates app, get anything you need, anytime you need it, download Postmates and save with code GGE. Yes. Okay. So right. back to Tank. So you're married. Yeah. And you, your first marriage, right? Yep. Okay. And how long have you got? You've been married for eight years, but eight together years. for eight and a half. Oh. <laughs> it happened quick. We oh, got married guys? super fast. Okay. Yeah. Like when, we met in December. We were married by July. Wow. No engagement, no nothing. Oh, you didn't get engaged ever. You just said, no. okay. Oh, how, what happened? It was like over a phone call. I swear to God. I remember being outside this restaurant. She's like, she's like, I think we should get married. I was like, I know. I like we should, right? Like I I'm not being cute. Like I really feel are you being serious? Because I'm being serious. <laughs> and, and she's, she's like, like, I'm just like, kidding. She, and then it was like when you were sick. No, she's grade. like, no, I'm serious. <laughs> I was like, all right, I'm serious too. Like, how do we how do we do it? I didn't there was no like I'm not one for theatrics. I do think that ritual and tradition is important, but like the whole like I don't know, hiring a photographer and going into Central Park and falling and oh I'm on my knee I might as well ask you to marry me now like that's so dumb to me yeah I feel bad for people that think that that's what it takes to get like to have a, a memorable moment it, no matter how you get engaged doesn't matter if it's a big deal or a small deal you'll remember it it doesn't yeah. need to be a big thing I love that you said that also it's just some of the stuff about I don't, well, I don't did you have a wedding though yeah we well we got married so my wife's my wife's father died right before we got together. So we got married on the beach that he used to go to in the morning in Islip on uh-huh. the day that my friend died years prior. Cause every time that day would come up, I was like, it was a rough day, July 12th. Uh-huh. So a lot of symbolism just built into all this. It area. happened to be Tuesday night in the summer. Okay. Tuesday. You guys were like, fuck it. On a beach. Yeah. We had the, the reception in her sister's backyard who did a, actually a beautiful job of setting up like the backyard for the, the dinner. Mm-hmm. But there was like 18 people there. Yeah, I mean, I get, like, I just have a lot of issues with, like, the theatrics is a good word of marriage and the father giving you away and you have to ask permissions. Like, I don't, my dad doesn't own me, by the way. I yeah. mean, I'm also, <laughs> you know, not financially codependent on my parents. I guess some people are, and they're, if they're a little younger or whatever. But that that whole thing, I just, there's a lot of things in this white dress. I mean... I would probably wear a white dress if I were married, but there's too much. No I offense, remember, guys. I'm not trying. No, get, get, have your dream wedding if that's not our dream, you right, know? Yeah, yeah exactly. Like, do, do your Everybody's dream. If, I just, when I was getting married, like I, I wanted to just like have like a barbecue, like a backyard barbecue, and I just got overruled by everybody. And by the way, like my parents and his parents who were not getting married, but yes, they're giving me the wedding, so they're welcome to give their input. I didn't want any of that. And like I was being dragged around by my mom to all of these hotels to see what their like hospitality suites looked like. And I was just like, I don't care about any of this. Like to throw a party? Yeah. It just, it was not my dream. We went to a wedding recently and I, uh, hopefully they don't listen to this because I feel bad, but... The, they uh, probably it, do. We're pretty big. Whatever. I, I love you guys anyways. anyway, <laughs> but the the whole it wasn't just this wedding. This was just the wedding that struck me that it struck me at. Yeah, I was like, this whole thing is absurd. Yeah, it's ridiculous. It, you guys want to come watch us say we're gonna 
be date forever? Okay. When? Uh, be there at 12, and then the party is at 8. Oh, I'm doing that this weekend. And or it's I like... It's past. Full it's Catholic just mass. such a crazy ritual. Um, so I have this question for you. You met your wife. You were like around 30-ish. Yeah. Um, and... Did you feel when you met her that you were more, you weren't codependent anymore? Had you dated and been in healthy relationships? So like, did I, you feel like you were this complete person ready to settle down and have a stable relationship? Yeah. How long, and for years prior, like, had you felt that way for a while? No. So I dated a girl when I was 28 that was like the one that broke me because it was like the sixth girl oh, that I chose in a row that was like the same situation again. Uh-huh. And I was like, I can't, I can't do this anymore. So it wasn't. I didn't move, I moved to California, but I moved to California not to get away from this girl, but to move towards who I thought I could be, like independent of all the comforts that I had in my life. I had, my life was just very comfortable. I wasn't going to have to grow. Mm -hmm. I was going to, if I got to California, I was going to need to like figure out a new geography, figure out a whole new system of places being open and closing. Like in New York, everything's open so late. Like you have to figure out how to navigate in a different. Yeah, it ruined me. I can't live anywhere else. I need to be able to, Ashley and I went to Westhead Market 1230 last night for me to get soup. I I need to be able to do that. You want soup? You want soup? Absolutely. I want chicken noodle soup at Westside Market at 1230 at night. And you got it. (laughs) I got it. So I, um, I came back from California and I met her and that was, and it was like, I asked her, I also got to the point in my my relationship with myself where I was like, nobody's getting in this. That's not worthy of being in my life. I'm not taking whoever will be here because they're hot or because I'm lonely. Mm -hmm. So I asked her like crazy questions like your wife or the girl before my wife, your wife. Okay. On the first date, I'm like, how much money do you make? What's your credit score? How do you feel about abortion? Do you believe in God? Wow. Cause fuck it. Yeah. I don't want to go on a second date if we don't align on important stuff. And she was like, chill. Let me ask you a question. Did she drink? Uh, barely. But she was like pretty dead sober and you were like, how much do you make? Okay. Yeah. Because sometimes, like, when I'm drunk, it's late at night. You can ask me anything. Yeah. But, like, dead sober, I got to, like, really like the... I mean, Ashley and I always say, like, there's not... People say, like, what do you talk about on a first date? Like, there's no rules. Talk about anything if you like anything. the person. Yeah. I mean, there's people that could say that to me, and I'd be like, who do you think you are? Yeah. And other people, I, I have no problem with it at all. Were you asking that to see, like, making sure she had her own shit? Just so to she see, wasn't going to rely on you? It was two things. One, your questions are valid. Like, how did she react? Because half of it was like, how is she going to react to this? If she's going to be like an asshole, then I don't want to deal with that either. Because mm-hmm. you're going to need to talk about serious topics in life sometimes. Let's just get it going. Let's now. just do it now. Or let's, you know, I'm not saying it's always going to be serious all the time, but like, let's see who we are right now while we're on our best behavior. Right. So show me your bank account. Show me your bank account. Show me your chest and your traps. Snapchat me that. Bank account. <laughs> How's that Snapchat for? Snapchat me that credit score. <laughs> Snapchat me that credit karma. Screenshot. Were you this built then? I was I a little dare smaller. I ask me how much I make on a date. I'd be like, fucking enough. How much do you make? What did you just no, say more it wasn't, than you? It was more like, than you. That's which, a flex. Which would be a fine Don't worry answer. about it. Because it's like, you want to know that somebody, because somebody having money isn't like, it's not indicative of security in the sense of how much money they have. It's like, are you able to survive on your own? Without me? Yes. Absolutely. I love that. Absolutely. It's, you need to know that somebody's independent because if two independent people come together, then there's an interdependence, not a codependence. There's like a, 
It's me, and then there's you, and then there's our relationship, which is a whole separate entity. And I'm going to feed myself emotionally and spiritually and physically, and you're going to feed yourself, and then we're going to contribute to the health of the relationship. But if somebody's not healthy, they can't contribute much to the health of the relationship. Then they become dependent on the other person to drive the, you know, drive the relationship forward, which is too much. Absolutely. I mean, I guess there's definitely, I don't know, does, does she work? Yeah. So... Did she take time off when she had to raise your kids? I mean, because a lot of times there's these, there's relationships that are like, well, I'm going to raise the kids. No, she works. Um, so she has a spa where she does like. Um, oh, what? Can we go? Yeah. <laughs> go right now. She, she does this thing. She, does, she was doing facials and waxings for like 15 years. Okay. And then she started getting into like microneedling and microdermabrasion. Mm-hmm. Do you know what that is? Yeah, we know it all. Then we know she, everything. Then she Have got into okay. beautiful. I cannot believe. He's the, like, no, you need it. The beauty, the presence of beauty that I'm. Wow, in. thanks, Tank. Um, just fibroblasting. Have you heard of that? What is it? Fibroblasting. No. So fibroblasting it sounds is, like what a guy does to you. It like, sounds very sexual. <laughs> it sounds know? like what you guys did on your first date. I fucking fibroblasted him, bro. <laughs> Sick. No, she. Um, it's microneedling, but instead of with needles, it's with plasma, which is an. Uh, not plasma like from your skin or from your blood. It's like uh, there's gas, solid, liquid, and plasma. It's like another f- state of matter. Oh. So it's energy that get, goes very shallow into your skin, and it's like a mini plastic surgery almost, but it's much cheaper, and there's no downtime. Right. Well, we um, are She's going to tighten that face up. We're going to be there tomorrow, and then we're, we're going to take our second break to talk about our other partners for this episode, and we'll be right back to talk about more plasma. <laughs> First up, we are telling you guys about Buffy. You know how much we love Buffy. These are the sheets and comforters we have on both of our beds and we sleep with every single night. We've told you about the comforters so many times, but now (laughs) it's my longest relationship this year. (laughs) (laughs) It's the the, Buffy comforter. It's the thing that's I can commit to in my bed. Um, And they do have sheets now too. So breathable, super soft eucalyptus sheets in three dreamy colors with more on the way. I have the light gray personally. I love the white too. Uh, They're softer than linen, more breathable than cotton and dyed with 100% plant-based ingredients like turmeric and pomegranate. Okay. Uh, The average sheet is dyed with petroleum-based dye, blah, blah, blah. We don't need to tell you that they are doing things right and the all natural way, which is so important for you, the planet, your body, all the things. And we love the comforters as well. Again, everything's made from ultra smooth eucalyptus fiber, breathable, the two comforters, there's the regular one that is kind of fluffier and puffier and a little bit thicker. And there's the Buffy Breeze, which is good for hot sleepers and for hotter temps. Everything you need to turn your bed into a calming comfort zone. I'll tell you, it makes you want to get into bed, but it's hard to get out of it. I'm just going to say that full disclaimer. It is hard to get out of bed like when you a have good a full, man. full bed by Buffy. Yeah, just like, just like a man. And they use recycled water bottles and they're just doing everything right. No down feathers or animal products here at all. Totally animal friendly. You can believe the hype. Buffy products have over 17,000 five-star reviews plus an overall average rating of 4.5 stars. And you can try the products in your own bed for free before you commit to buying. If you don't love it, return it at no cost. But we know that you will. We're giving you guys a discount as always. For $20 off your Buffy bedding, visit Buffy.co and enter promo code GGE. That's Buffy.co, promo code GGE for $20 off whatever you want on the site. It's going to work for anything. 
Welcome to your next relationship. Yeah. <laughs> um, also, we are talking about Beta Brand today. Beta Brand is a dress pant yoga pant. I feel like when I worked in offices, I never had anything comfortable to wear. I had like these corny yeah. pants I bought at like Banana Republic. Yeah. Well, and then you have a big lunch and the, you pop a button. Like these are a yoga waistband. Yeah. You're wearing yoga pants to work and have, no one knows it. Beta Brand, have a big lunch. Have <laughs> a big lunch. <laughs> beta Brand, eat that burrito. <laughs> because you deserve stylish work pants that don't skip on the comfort. You can fit a whole burrito in them. Uh, their dress pant yoga pants are super comfy. They're perfectly stretchy. They stay wrinkle-free. Um, there's tons of styles that you guys can choose from, so it's not just like one. There's boot cut, straight leg, skinny, crop, premium denim, six button, and wide leg. Um, and then on top of that... <laughs> Thank you for the bullhorn. And then on top of that, um, there are dozens of colors, patterns, cut styles, including a pair with um, eight pockets. So, I mean, their whole thing is just be comfortable at work. You know, you don't have to commit to these really starchy, uncomfortable work pants. Restrictive, can't eat a burrito at lunch. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Ashley and I both got these. I got the straight leg. I love it. They're very movable, breathable. You yeah. can fit any lunch inside of them that you want. I got the flare. I love a flare. You love a flare. I love a flare. Wear it with a bodysuit and a high heel. Good Love to go. a flare. I'm too short for a flare. But the 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 straight skinny is like really lengthening on you. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, I'm five feet tall. I need to lengthen that bod. Um, we're giving you guys an offer so you guys can check them out as well. So um, you guys can try a pair of the pants from Beta Brand. Trust us. You'll love them. You can get 20% off at betabrand.com slash GGE. Don't wait. See for yourself why millions of women agree that these are the most comfortable dress pants ever. Go to betabrand.com slash GGE for 20% off. That's B-E-T-A-B-R-A-N-D.com slash GGE. And uh, check them out, guys. Thank us later. Do squats at work. Tag right. us in your Instagram stuff. <laughs> okay, okay, we're back. We're just um, got a burning question. Well, okay, people ask us a lot about first dates and like, I don't know that we'll ever, eventually we'll do a whole episode about it, but like people I think want to know like, like what are you talking about on a first date? I'm blown away that you talked about abortion and how much money they make and like Paulette on a first date. Like, do you think this is like, did you do this with anybody else? No. Okay, wait a minute. Also, were you hitting it off kind of? Or did you just straight yeah. up open with that? No, like, no, did you we, feel were, the we chemistry? were hitting it off. You we were, were hitting it off. I thought she was so beautiful. Yeah. And I'm like, this is this is like, I fall for this easily. She could be an asshole. Because of what I'll you still did fall with in love prior. with her. So I said, let me see who she is. Because if she's this beautiful, I want to make sure that she's the kind of person that I could fall in love with. Otherwise, I'm not going to, there's not going to be a second date. Okay. Because otherwise I would just paint every red flag I saw green and be like, let's go. Let's, okay. Yeah, I'm glad. So th- yeah, it's not like sit down. Let's open our checking accounts and see what's in there. It's like you were hit. You were liking her. I was and saw a future. Yeah, yeah. Like almost instantaneously. Okay. Because it was just so. I was. We were talking already, like on the phone, which is another thing that I tell people: you can avoid texting. Avoid texting. Make a phone call. Figure out if this person's voice you can even stand for more than thirty seconds. That's a good call. Did you, so, how'd you guys meet? We met on well. We reconnected on Facebook, but we met years prior. She was married before. Oh, that's right. Yeah, she was married, and she used to work with my sister at the spa in Huntington. And I remember walking in there one day, and I was like, what? Is that a human being? Oh, my God. She's so pretty. Like a visual. Oh, my God. I like this phone call thing. Okay, I never told you about this. I think it was right before I met you. Um, I went on a date with this guy who I, like, really liked, and we were on the phone. He called me, like, confirm our date. And I was like, this is so great. We're on the phone for an hour and a half. Like, we couldn't stop talking. And I was like, I like this guy so much. And I went on a date that night. Nothing left to talk about. 
Oh, I like wow. filibustered the date. Like I, <laughs> it was just like too much. So like I would limit the time you're on the phone and texting, like just like get to know somebody in person a little bit. Cause I was just like, I don't have anything. He left. called you to confirm the date and you're like, so how was your day? He's like, wait, what? He was like, why are we doing this? I yeah. don't want to do this. This is a professional phone call. Please keep it as such. <laughs> <laughs> Did you have a long phone conversation before the date? I don't remember. Also, if it's the right person, I'm sure you have more to talk about. No, I, right. yeah, yeah. It was like, I wanted to talk to her cause I liked her. Yeah. Right. I think I got there and I was like, he started talking. So some people you can talk to on the phone, you're like, they're great. And you get in their presence and you're like, oh, whatever. I don't want to fuck him. That's how I felt. Like he's, yeah. good, he's good looking. You could see him walking down the street. Listen to East Village. I'm sure you see him all the time. He's a good looking guy. I was just like, your presence doesn't make me want to suck your dick. I'm just not going to do it. That's right. that, yeah, that's sucking presence. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, so we didn't really get into this, but the, you said you dated like a similar woman over and over and over before her. Yeah. And what was that? Was it more of the codependent just style? A, they were always just out of a relationship that went on forever. Um, toxic, obviously. Otherwise, it wouldn't end. It would be healthy and they'd get married. Mm-hmm. Um, or they were at the tail end of it. So it was like, I was Mr. I was going to like show her what a real man okay. is, is about. Got it. What it's like to be with a nice guy. And then I'd turn into a crazy person because I would be... F- so fearful that they were going to leave me. So you just, I mean, they weren't emotionally available. And I think that that's an important yeah. thing to say to yourself. Like, okay. is this person I'm opening myself up to, like, ever going to be able to be with me? It was just, it was probably the traps is why they went for it. Your traps? Yeah. No, in like a thirst trap kind of way. No, my thirst traps. I made that mistake, though. Like, right after my engagement ended, I started dating somebody, like, right away. And, like, I had no business being in a relationship. I was crazy. The things yeah. I asked of this new person was, like, not fair and not valid. And Did you change your name to Todd and stand like this? <laughs> yeah. Um, I want to talk about some things that you, I asked you what topics you like to talk about. And yeah. I found these, like, really interesting. Um, first up how long should you wait to have sex? <laughs> Did you have sex That's with it. her, with your wife the first night? No. Okay. They were no. at Starbucks. Fucking at a Starbucks? Right in the Starbucks. Those bathrooms are the nastiest bathroom. Yeah, but I'm Tank s- could like lift somebody up yeah, anywhere. I don't want to touch anything in a Starbucks bathroom at any height. Like, if they went to the Starbucks bathroom and she's like, I don't want to touch a surface. He's like, I got this. He just like hoists her up <laughs> on his track. I'm going to levitate you on this jerk. Sorry. He's no, like, you can actually me. sit on my traps. I don't remember how long exactly it was, but there's no... So I like that question because every question with any relationship is always like with an asterisk. It's like, but whatever applies to your situation is what you're going to do. Yes. Right. And also live your truth. Like we yes. say, we, Brain and I both d- dated guys night one, fucked them within a few hours of meeting them, dated them, dated them. Yeah. Like had a relationship with them. Yeah. And then it's had complete opposite situations happen as well. Sorry, Nerf. Yeah. No, it's okay. So I, I'm, I like delaying gratification. Okay. That's like yeah. a, a big the chase. Yeah, I do. Um, but what I learned that with sex is that if you have chemistry with someone, especially, um, that sexual tension is like, you can, you're never going to be able to replicate that oh, or this. recreate it. It's magical draw it out as long as you possibly, possibly can. why not? If you're going to be with them, you have the rest of forever. You know you're going to have sex with them. Yeah. We said this on our episode. We did, like one of our fifth oh, episodes really? or six episodes about when you have sex. And I think you said it. You said if there's chemistry on the first date, it'll be there on the third date. Like, yeah. Like, just wait. What, what's the, what is the rush? And also, if you want to fuck somebody, fuck somebody. We all, like, we, women are empowered, whatever. We have a lot more to say about it. You can listen to the episode, guys. I mean, it's, I think it's literally called when to, when to give it up or something. Yeah, and the gist is do whatever you want. But like, like I love yes. you. We, I just think this, the whole thing to me is what's the rush? Really? Yeah. What is it? There isn't any. And, and so to your point, 
if you're waiting to have sex because you don't want to be seen a certain way, that's not a, that's, I don't think that's a great motivation for waiting. Us, we don't, we don't think that either. The only motivation would be that I, I value this, this like literally electric star, uh, charge between us. Mm-hmm. And I want to build it up and see how big I can get the charge. Not like uh, zap. Okay. Now it's like over. Like you touch a doorknob and it zaps. It's like, this thing is building, 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 which means that when you have sex, Oh my God. I, I totally agree. And Raina always has a great point. You want to say what you always say? I yelled into a crowd of women the other day. No, I mean, actually, no, I was always just like, do whatever you want. But like, like having sex with somebody isn't going to like make somebody never talk to you again. And withholding sex isn't going to make them be your boyfriend. So yeah. like all this strategy that people try to do mm-hmm. about like withhold sex, give sex. Like if you're using it as a weapon, it's never going to work. If you're with a guy that just wants to fuck you, he will go on those three dates with you and fuck you and still never talk to you it's again. Right. Absolutely. Exactly. That guy's not Weaponizing like, sex. And it's like any guy that's worth a shit, you should never feel pressure to have sex. I mean, okay. If you're really, for whatever reason, maybe you're really religious and it's been months and months, I don't live like that, so whatever. But if if it's date three and you feel pressure to have sex, break up with that guy, I think. I don't. I just don't agree. I think a, a, you shouldn't feel pressure to have sex with a guy after no. a few dates. Ever. You should never feel pressure to do anything with a person. No. I, I've never been like... I guess like you said at that panel that we were at, you were like, I wish I would have known when I was younger, you didn't have to have sex with people. And yeah, that's definitely when I was like 18, 19, 20. I didn't know that I could just get up and leave or yeah. go to sleep or whatever. I was like, I guess, you know, we're here. Or have a hot and heavy makeout and call tonight. Yeah. Like you got, we, you know, you're younger. You get wrapped up in this like, oh my God, I don't want to give him blue balls. And we're like, fuck your blue balls. Blue balls is a myth. Absolutely it is. Um, okay, Tank, I, I love the, that answer. I'm going to move on to the next one. You said in one of your topics you like to talk about how do you achieve real intimacy? Oh, my God. <laughs> you look stressed. No, I'm just, um, it's, uh, it's a huge conversation. Also, how do you define real intimacy? So intimacy, I always thought intimacy was just having sex with somebody. Okay. Because that's what it was in the movies. If they're like, if two guys are in a locker room, they're like, well, not we, in porn, but. we were intimate. It means they <laughs> fucked. Oh, I thought you meant together in the locker room. Okay, you're talking about other with other oh, locker no, room no, talk. Oh, no, 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 yeah. Or, or maybe they do fuck in the locker room. I don't know. No, we were, you know, they'll do say like, we were intimate. Whatever kind of like, movies you guys no are rules. into. <laughs> I'm thinking of like some like porkies or something. Totally, I don't know. when they're like, like, we were intimate. We were intimate, And that yeah. means you fucked. That means you fucked, which I thought was, because as far as physical intimacy goes, being inside of another person is the closest you can be to them. Mm-hmm. You can't get closer than that. Out of PP. <laughs> so. I just hear Raina on our last week. We were talking about when people get too close to you <laughs> from behind. And Raina's like, why are you inside of me right now? <laughs> I hate it. When someone stands too close to you, they're breathing on your neck. Yeah. To me, close. I don't feel like that. Sex to me does not equate intimacy at all to me. Like, I have sex with people I don't feel intimately acquainted yeah, with them. I'm sorry, I, Dad. Your, your like, point is great. Yes. You're, you're inside of me. Yes. You're, so Physically, we couldn't be closer. Could not be closer. I don't call that true. Like, I have, I have true intimacy with, like, Ashley. <laughs> I'm never going to penetrate her. Yeah, but we fuck. But I, so. <laughs> girls got to fuck. It's like, girls got to fuck. It's like, you guys do that? So I, um, I'm not saying that is either. That was just a setup. So have you ever seen Little Miss Sunshine? Mm-hmm. No. The little, the, like the chubby the, girl and the yeah, yeah, yeah. butterfly. Or so there's a, there's a scene in the movie where the boy, her older brother, wants to get into the Air Force really, really, really bad. They're in the middle of the desert. Steve Carell is driving. The boy, the boy opens a letter and he finds out that he's um, not eligible for the Air Force because he's colorblind, right? Mm-hmm. 
So he he flips out, stops the car, gets out of the car, runs down into the desert a few hundred feet and just crouches down and is crying and is really upset. And his sister walks out of the car down the desert, crouches next to him. And I was, you know, watching this movie. I'm like, she's going to say something great. I can't wait to hear what she says. She said nothing. She just kind of like existed next to him and healed him with her energy. And that to me is intimacy. It's like, there's no label that can work to, like, there's nothing you can say or do. It's either it is or it isn't. And it's a feeling of home. Why am I crying? (laughs) (laughs) You always cry. I cry a lot on the podcast, except when we we talk about our audience and when Tank talks. Tank talks about intimacy. Tank talks. But that's also my idea of heaven from that movie. Uh-huh. Like, you worry about how you're going to, like, recognize your family members uh, in the afterlife if they don't look the way they do now. It's like, you will just recognize them for the same reason that your soul chose them to be your family in this life. What is going on right now? This is so deep. I hope I recognize your parents. Because <laughs> Raina will have already, like, forgotten about her parents. Like, she, in heaven, she's part of my family. <laughs> Raina's going to big league her mom in heaven. Like, she, my mom's going to be like, hey, and I'm like... Ashley's mom's my mom now. <laughs> yeah, but I will be done. Okay, how do you, you achieve know? this? Um, time. Okay. Time and effort. And uh, and so there's a, I hate to like tell another story. I'll make it as short as possible. But there's a book by David Eagleman about the brain that he says that by the time you're three or two, you have all the connections in your brain that you're ever going to need. So okay. therefore, as it stands, you are not the connections you make, but the connections that you let die. So like you're constantly pruning your brain. So intimacy would be like trimming away all of the distractions of life, kids, laundry, work, dinner, movie, and just like existing. And to be honest with you, it's a little uncomfortable at first Mm -hmm. because there's nothing between you. It's just you two are one together and that is a lot to process. But once you move past the discomfort, it's like, holy shit. I had a relationship where, I mean, yeah, when when we like fell in love, I felt like he was home. I, we always say that. You should feel like excited about someone, but that they're also home. Mm-hmm. Like you shouldn't feel a sense of anxiety. You should feel really relaxed and really comfortable with somebody if that's true love mm-hmm. to me. But I never b- subscribed to this whole like you complete me bullshit. Oh, it's you know? the worst. But I also felt like he was like part of me. Yeah. Like I felt like when he was not around me, I felt like I was like missing a limb or something. And, that, and I don't even think that was in an unhealthy way. I felt like when people say soulmates, you feel like you share a soul in a way. Yeah. Like you feel like you, that person's like weirdly a part of you. And I, I mean, that's like pretty deep, but I feel like when I talk to people that have that same relationship, they feel the same way. This like person is like part of you as a person. Yeah. I think it can happen earlier than later too. I mean, I think sometimes it's a whole, when you know, you know, type of thing. Yeah. You know? Which is the most frustrating thing to hear when you're single. And somebody's like, when you know, you know, you'll know when you know. It's but like, well, we talk about I, this too. I think it's comforting, I I actually. I think like it makes me feel better when I'm like, when I, when I know that I don't know, I also know. I'm just like, okay, I don't need to do this. I think yeah. it's comforting to like get to an age where you're evolved enough to be like, yeah, I've seen this before. I don't want to do this. I'm not into this. I'm out of this. And like, I dated somebody the opposite of Ashley for a long time where like we were together for a long time and I knew all these things about him. Like I could tell you what his parents did for a living and where he went to college and what his favorite food was and what his sports teams that he liked were but 
I didn't feel like a sense of intimacy with this person. Like it just, there was nothing deeper than that. It was just like a list of facts about this person. And I didn't feel like when I wasn't with him, like a part of my soul was missing. I just, it was just like another person to be around almost. And so like now I can identify like, that's not what true intimacy is. That's just knowing a list of facts about a person. Right. Yeah. Like, yeah, you know them, but like compatibility. And to me, it almost feels familial, not to sound creepy, but like, I feel like this person's part of my family, like on a deep level. Yeah. Not so. your nuclear family, but your 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 Earth family. You know, like yeah. your, the family that you create and you get to choose. Oh, absolutely! We did, I did a you terror. guys are my family now. We're your family. We're in Ash. We okay, there's one more on your list, and then <laughs> we can move on. Uh, you said difference between between lust and love, which I guess is kind of what we just talked about. Uh, um, this feeling. Yeah. Well, I I have a lot of experience with love. Can easily be mistaken for lust and fear, but together. Because lust Ooh. is just like uh, an exciting, exciting feeling, but fear will keep you drawn to the person. It kept me drawn to the person. And that's probably some of that attachment theory too. Uh, sure. Yeah. And lust kind of makes you look at problems and pretend they don't exist. And love lets you look at problems and accept that they do and not like, it's, you don't have to change that person. They are who they are. You already love them. So why would you want to change it? Amazing. I really, I think that that's like a really great differentiator and like that breaks down exactly how I felt about a lot of people. I think yeah. like love is really looking at a person and saying, there's all this stuff wrong with you. I'm gonna- <laughs> <laughs> there's oh just God. so much. No. But, uh, that's not the end of my sentence. <laughs> no, leave it there. We're going to cut it We're there. We're going to leave it there. Great way to end, but I'd like to hear the rest. <laughs> that's the intro to the episode now. Um, no, I, just, I think it's like looking at a person and be like, there's all this stuff wrong with you and I'm going to work with it and I'm yeah. going to work on it. And like, I think that's how I felt like Ashley and I are so close. That's how I feel like about our friendship. And that's how I'm sure she feels about me too. And that's how I felt about like the most important romantic relationships in my life. And people I've truly, truly loved. Like I know all your flaws and I'm here to like work through them with yeah. you. Yeah. But I think there's this thing that you do in your head, like, cause I'm just like my major flaw in past relationships is that people think I demand perfection and it's never enough and it's, I'm hard to please and all these things. And I think, over time, it's been like, okay, well, nobody's perfect. Yeah. I'm not. So the flaws, that's part of who this person is as a person. There's something else that counterbalances that that's so much more important. You know, yeah. like I I, I have to tell that myself that with Raina because she's like the most important relationship in my life at this time. And I'm sure she has to do that with me. You know, I'm sure there's like po- points where you're like, I don't like this thing this person just did, but all the other like outweighs it. And you kind of do this balance thing. But you don't do that with people you don't love. You're just like, fuck it. I cannot. The list of th- shit wrong with them is too much and I'm out. Yeah. But when you love somebody, you're like, yeah, but they're like this because this other thing counterbalances it in a weird way. Plus when somebody does it for you, you, it makes it a lot easier to do it for them. Like my wife is 100%. the most, she never, ever once tried to change me ever in any way. Mm-hmm. And that has made me want to change for her more than anybody. Oh, so true. Yeah. I want to talk about this a lot, fighting in relationships. I think that'd be like a really cool topic to do. Like, is it okay to fight? And how much did you fight? Like conflict. But like, I think people are afraid to fight. And I think that like you shouldn't be. And that's okay. Like Ashley and I fight. I've fought in romantic relationships too. Like if something you really don't like about a person, it's okay to like have those fights. It doesn't mean the relationship is over and you hate the person. Yeah. So I think it's okay to like identify those things that you don't like and talk about it and fight about it. If, if you're fighting over something that they do, that's different than fighting over something about who they are. Who they like, are. Yeah, like if, if it's a character, if it's a characteristic that you're fighting over, it's going to be an ongoing fight. And the only choice you have at that point is to do like Ashley just said and just say, you got all these other qualities. I'm just going to not harp on this. And believe it or not, like realistically, when you stop looking at the thing that bothers you, it almost totally disappears. 
I because you're not focusing on it. I, I love that you said that, and I just I love that you said that your wife was the only person you felt like didn't try to change you. And I I, I got like really deep in this uh, DM last night where this girl said it just spoke to me. She DM'd and I was had a couple drinks, so I just like wrote a paragraph, which is just you know. I, I just, <laughs> two a.m. I woke up and I was like, is this what you did she <laughs> she like hates the um, way her boyfriend eats like he eats trash and he doesn't care about his health and he doesn't work out. And I was like, this could be a deal breaker or he could eventually just start to care more or he could grow out of these habits or he could be one of those person that just eats McDonald's every day and lives till he's a hundred. Like you just never know. I mean, I wrote more than that, but it just goes back to what you just said of like, when you try to change somebody in those things, like it's just going to be the end of the relationship. It, if you don't, then that person does eventually want to change to be better. Hopefully. Yeah. Especially if you live better. Right. To and start living better and leading by example instead of leading by example. Yeah. Rain and I have both been guilty of trying to change somebody we were with. And I learned a lot from trying to do that. And like deciding when it's not worth it either. Like we did an episode about love languages and talked about like when you, you can't just like base on a person all day, all the time about stuff. You have to like walk away. And yeah. like I dated somebody for a long time who just like never said anything nice to me about anything I did. He was like proud of me and think I looked nice and it was really tough for me. And I couldn't just keep saying like, be excited, be proud of me. Like that's who he was and he wasn't changing. So yeah. I had to walk away. And I, I know that he looks back on it. Like when he talks about like our relationship ending, he's like, well, until Raina, she was pretty often enough, which is a very simplified version of what really happened but you know I couldn't just like torture this person into eternity yeah. about this thing like he should be with somebody that doesn't need those things I have an interesting theory about love languages and there's one that like nobody talks about and that's abuse okay yeah just that, the fact that, that like that's your love language that's yeah. your love language <laughs> well it's obviously a, a fear thing and it's horrible and abusive but I used to like date a girl I'd get together with a girl and if like a few weeks into it, we were on the phone and she was like, who are you? Like, who are you with? What are you doing? Where are you? What are you doing right now? I'd be like, oh, nice. You like that. She likes me. Yeah. Huh. You're a long And then it just boy. gets yeah. worse and worse and worse and worse from there. Yeah. But if somebody was like abusive to me, that, that, that meant to me that they were fearful of losing me. And if they were fearful of losing me, that meant that they liked me. Right. Some guys are super into that, like crazy jealousy. And they'll tell you stories and you're like, what did you, Well, it depends. If you're a healthy person who's not doing anything and you don't do that to them, it's got to be reciprocal. Either both of you have to be doing that and you have to live in a hell relationship. It can't be one person. If one person's doing it, it won't last. But then I think there's healthy jealousy. I don't know. I just, I, I couldn't date someone that was like actually jealous that actually was like ever gave me shit for hanging out with my guy friends or anything that I do or it, it would never work. I don't want any part of it, but I don't know. At the end of the day, like some of it's kind of just kinda like funny and cute. Yeah. yeah. It's just like, I don't want a guy that doesn't care at all. Yeah. Like I'm kind of jealous and I not deep down, like not, I'm not going to ruin someone's life over it, but I'll, you know, I'll be like, who is this on, yeah. the, on their Instagram? You know yeah. what I mean? I'm also just like, trust no bitch. That's what people say lately. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm kind of like, who's this bitch? Ashley and I have been really saying that a lot lately. Trust no bitch. Trust no bitch. Yeah. You know, just trust no bitch. Like I was, I was dating someone <laughs> once and we've been dating for a little bit and we were comfortable. And I, one night I like went back on his Facebook years. Oh my God. Like to be funny. And <laughs> picture with like an ex of his from literally five years prior and wrote in all caps who is she with a knife emoji <laughs> like just to be funny and then it started showing up in people's feed oh my like God. it came back up in the feed and my friends were like I'm hysterically crying laughing Good. at this They're laughing. but it was such a joke but that is kind of my personality because I am a little jealous okay so yeah. I did something a little nuts and like it was 
Okay, whatever. This guy this summer sent me a photo of his, like, he was laying on the porch. He was doing work, and he had this, like, great, like, outdoor area, and he sent me a photo of himself laid out on the porch with, like, his computer there and the whole, like, scenery of everything, and the computer was open, and I could see, this was the smallest thing. You, I, there was, like, a G-chat opened at the bottom <laughs> of the screen, and I zoomed in. There's a huge landscape. So I zoomed in. I saw the name Anna. And he was like, look at a beautiful day it is. And I go, who the fuck is Anna? Rita. Oh, my God. There was, a, there was a time we were both on the case. There was a guy I was kind of talking to. It was, it was like super casual. And we did kind of end our communication. And then I, right away, he went on this vacation. And we had a suspe- suspicion he was there with this other girl. And we watched those Instagram stories like a hawk. More so, I just wanted to know that I was right. Because I, yeah. I had a suspicion. We like hit pause on this one story so many times to notice there was a woman's cover up on the like the lounge chair next to him. Screenshot it. We're zooming in. And we're like, that's it. It's you a ever, floral you print. Zoom in on a screenshot to the camera roll at the bottom and try and make something out of there. Yeah, I'm. I I'm, oh, of the screen. <laughs> yeah, I'm yes, crazy. I'm yes. So crazy. Yeah, I am like a detective. All women are like detectives. Like but I, I will figure it. I out. pride myself on it. But Absolutely. I'm like a little bit of a woman like that. You, do you have feminine energy? We didn't talk about this in your podcast. Oh yeah. Is your wife a masculine? I have. Um, I think we're honestly. I think we're both pretty well balanced because she has very feminine. Um, traits, mm-hmm. but she also has very like I call them German, not masculine. She's got German like you know rigidness. Like she's just like not. It's not funny. Not messing around right now. Yeah, cleaning. like cut and dry kind of. Yeah, just, yeah. And I have like the the sensitive, fearful side, but then I also have like the take control and get you done. Right. In me also. Yeah, because I think they go back and forth. It's like a fluid, like yeah, a fluid thing. I think like, we both have a good balance. I don't think one of us is, is a little bitch. Yeah, so like we're both 50-50. Maybe I'm 70-30 and she's 70-30 mm-hmm. female-male and I'm 70-30 male-female. But I definitely have some good feminine energy. Well, we want to, we've been t- like, this is like going on an hour. We want to like play this game with you. Yeah. Um, we haven't done this in a while. I'm excited. So we crowdsource questions. Um, I have to grab my phone, but we're going to have you um, mansplain some scenarios to us. Okay. So from a man's point of view, you are the authority on all men. Yeah, oh but he is 30% God. woman, he said. Okay, or were so you just, 70? He was 70% man. Yeah, my insights and demographics are 70-30. Uh, for your accounts? No, for my energy. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, I like this one because I just I always laugh when like I know this actually happened to somebody. Mm-hmm. I'm walking on the treadmill. Some guy jumps up and yells, you're beautiful, then runs off. Why did he do this? Because she's beautiful and he's nervous. And that's it. He yeah. didn't know. Yeah. He watched, we bought the zoo where, and Matt Damon says, all you need in life is 30 seconds of insane courage and you can change your whole life. And he got two seconds of insane courage and then chickened out. He's trying to splice it up though. He doesn't want to blow all of his load on the 30 seconds. Just yeah. two seconds of courage. Yeah. Cause what if he runs out? This one, <laughs> I mean, this one's just funny. A man told me he was out of water when I asked for a glass of water. Was he trying to kick me out? <laughs> I don't know. It's a pretty genius way to kick somebody out. <laughs> We're out of water. Yeah. Fresh out. That's amazing. Where do you live? I'm going to keep that in my, uh, my repertoire. I'm curious to see what you think about this. It seems sort of an age thing to me, but um, why do men prioritize their friends over their relationship? They're gay. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't want to be with you? Yeah, he doesn't like women. Guys, that's not always true. <laughs> <laughs> no, it is. You asked me to explain it. No, I think that some some men and women get an inordinate amount of 
energy refill from seeing their friends. I don't get that. I love seeing my friends, but I don't like need to see my friends. Mm -hmm. But I also never felt like that. So it's it wasn't an age thing for me. It was like I love people. Like if I like if I was dating a girl and I was interested in the girl and my friends wanted to hang out, I didn't care about who thought what. If I went to go see my friends, I went to I want if I wanted to see my friends, I saw my friends, and if I wanted to see the girl, I saw the girl and I didn't care what either one thought of yeah. My decision. It wasn't like important to me. But I, also I was also think very they're selfish. Just not ready to commit. Yeah. Like the, I dated, I dated a guy for years and off and on. I talk about this guy. Like I always felt like that with him. And then one day he was like ready to commit to me. You know, it just wasn't. That was what he was. His place in life was. Could not, also like drinking. Huh? Could also like drinking. Yeah. yeah. Just he doesn't. He just it, doesn't want to be bothered with you. I yeah. think yeah. That, like I hate to like say it like in such a mean way, but like that is the answer to a lot. Of, girls are always just like trying to break down male behavior. He doesn't want to be bothered with you, and that's not necessarily your fault. That could just be that he doesn't want to be bothered with any relationship or, or any relationship. Yeah, it's yeah. like he just could not be. He's just still in like party mode. I mean, and yeah. it, sometimes it never ends. You see guys, in, you know, yeah. in their forties that are still doing that. Mm-hmm. Would rather go drink and do coke with their friends than go on a date. Is it my turn or yours? Uh, it's yours. Oh, okay. Um, why are you guys such babies when you're sick? Mate? <laughs> Men. Um, Might not be you. I'm actually a great sick person. You are? Oh, yeah. Which I, I think of like my dad and my brother and they aren't little bitches when they're sick, but I've, I mean, we know so many guys that are just like, they get the sniffles and it's like the world yeah. is ending. But it could be because um, they're a little bitch inside all the time. <laughs> And they feel like being sick gives them a reason to uh, to let it out <laughs> that nobody would blame them for. That is so true. Co- I their feel- truth comes out when wow. they're sick. Um, okay, I feel like this is probably one of the more more common things people ever ask us, but I like to get a bunch of different guys' takes. Um, agrees to go on a date. I agreed to go on a date with a guy. He ghosted me the day of the date, and he messaged me two weeks later. Oh, what the fuck? That is crazy rude. Yeah, it's annoying. The, it's one thing to ghost and then come back around. That's wild. You think he just wasn't into her? He's just like that guy. That guy's a dick. He had a better option that night, and uh-huh. then that better option got sick of him in two weeks, and now he's back to Plan B. But yeah, don't message that guy back. Of course not. Uh, was that the question? Yeah, she was just like, "Why would he ghost me and then follow up with me two weeks later?" Why he's a would dick. he? Because he's a selfish prick. In but- a perfect world, you would set up a date and then not show, but. It's not going to make worst case better. is that he does it to you again and then yeah. you're fucked. That's like a very Samantha Sex and City. Did you see that episode where she wanted to like mm-hmm. get, get her ex had fucked her up so much? So she was like, I'm going to hurt him this time. Uh-huh. And then right when she was about to do it, he was like, So I don't think this is going to work. <laughs> and then she threw something out and she's like, I was supposed to be the one. But in a perfect world, she would do the same thing. I'm not petty. You know what I mean? Just you're not petty. <laughs> <laughs> um, why is farting acceptable at any point in a relationship? I think that's everybody's different. I'm not into farting. My, me either. Yeah. My wife has never farted in front of me, ever. Really? Neither have and I. And you haven't farted in front of her? Oh, you guys have had to have farted like once. Maybe in sleep. Okay. But some couples like fart on each other think it's cute. No, Ew, it's not who cute. does that? Ariel and Matt. Okay, well, if you look like her, you can do anything. Ariel, you want. guys, these, I'm Ariel not, these aren't our friends. They're Ariel Vandenberg and Matt Cutchall. It's, they're one of those like goofy. <laughs> He's farting and it's funny relationship. It's not for me. And I love them. I love this yeah. girl um, asked to mansplain. What is interesting about football? <laughs> <laughs> Got me. I have no idea. I love it. I think it's a, I think it's a blast. I'm a huge like football fan. Who's your team? 
I grew up with the Steelers, so I'm, yeah. I'm a Steelers fan. But I like the whole ritual, personally, yeah. of like being with people. But I'll watch a game alone too. Like I just really, really enjoy it. Yeah, I, I don't watch football. I don't Not get for it. you? No, right, I, well, I've tried, and it. Uh, I don't know. I guess it's like any other any hobby. You just it makes you forget about your life for a couple hours, and that's a good thing, no matter what form it comes in. Yeah, look, it's a fun thing to do with friends. It's a nice, like, vacation from reality. It I gives like people it. a purpose. Yeah. And it gives you a sense of, like, you attach your ego to something that you have absolutely no control over whatsoever. <laughs> and if they win, you get to feel like you won, even though you had nothing to do with it. You're not like on the fucking team. <laughs> yeah. Like, Don't guys who are wait. obsessed with football, like, ruins their night if their team loses. Like, oh you have nothing God. to do with the team. No, you ha- you couldn't have done any better. You couldn't better. have made the team. Yeah, you couldn't have done any better than you did tonight, bro, sitting on the couch <laughs> watching the game. You, you played your best. <laughs> Um, we don't have to answer these, but some of these are very funny. Why are men so stupid? Why do men watch porn together? What is the deal with the bro hug? What is bro code? Why don't they just chill? Who watches porn with their friends? I Why do know. they follow sex workers on social media? Why can't men communicate? Why do guys still wear boxers? You guys have ridiculous Why questions. men great till they got to be great? That Let's end on that one. <laughs> but we, that was my favorite. <laughs> we actually wanted to end, end with this. We said we were going to ask you this. What do you think about cuffing season? Do you feel like the internet made it? Or do you feel like it's a real thing that guys want to settle down when the weather starts to change? Oh, that's been around forever. You think? Yeah. Okay. It wasn't called cuffing season until Fabulous put his song out, I think. Oh, that's oh, right. You're a rap guy. Also, yeah. what happened to Fabulous? We were talking about this in the oh, party yeah. the day. And like Chingy? What happened to all these guys? I loved Fabulous. Oh, I don't know. He comes and goes fabulous. He'll always be good, but he'll, yes. he's not like a consistent yeah. staple in the rap scene because he's, I don't know, something might be wrong with him. So the reverse of cuffing season would be breaking up with somebody because the summer's coming. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And I never understood that. Yeah. I never understood why people, why do you think you're going to, you're fucking still ugly, dude. Why do you think you're going to go get laid in the summer more? I feel like some New York City douchebags would absolutely do that. I know, like, but they're it, going to Montauk. Yes. And it's, it's that guy. It's Montauk guy. It's Montauk guy. He's like, I can't be out Montauk with a girlfriend. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't. I don't know if this is one thing that changed the way that I saw everything. Somebody said to me like, "You have very little control over who you fall in love with and when," and that like melted away years of rejection for me because when a girl would reject me, I'd be like, "Oh, I'm somehow like unva- like inv- I'm not valuable or I'm not worth loving." Mm-hmm. But I also never chose not to be attracted to a girl. It was just like, I don't know, I'm not into it. It's not my type. I don't like the way she looks. Her fucking DNA is weird. I don't know. We say that too. Like. When we did this episode called You're Not the One, it was our per- yeah. our personal favorite episode. You get so rejected and upset that someone doesn't want to be with you, but how many people have you not wanted to be with? Everybody. Like, it's just you have to, <laughs> right. It's the whole like, world. How many women, whatever, I'll speak to the women here, are out here like, I'm so hurt, I'm so rejected, this person I like didn't like me back. It's like, you've done it to someone else. It's just a big circle. And you didn't choose to. Right. Something about them just didn't get you going. So put your ego away and realize that this person felt the same way about you. Yeah, their DNA was screaming out against you. Right. You're terrible. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, Tank, this has been so lovely. Thank yeah, you thank so you much. thank you for having you me. You guys spent a whole day together. We spent a whole day. Yeah. We're going on hour four. So you guys can check Ashley out on Tank's podcast. When does that come out? Uh, Probably after this. Yeah. Okay. Within the next two weeks or so. All right. And then um, tell us where we can find you, your Instagram, your podcast. At Tank Sinatra. Um, Tank's Good News on Instagram, both Facebook, Twitter, and then my podcast, the Think Tank podcast. I have people that I'm interested in on and I just like grill them with questions for an hour. Ashley was one of them today. Yeah. And then the book. 
Do you, oh, do the we book. Have, do we have a date on the book? No, the book is not. It's it's just something. It's definitely coming. It's it's something happened with the first manuscript where it was like I had to edit it a lot, so it pushed it back a little bit. But it's supposed work. to be out in November. It won't be out in November. It'll okay. be out soon. Though. Well, you let us know. We'll throw a slide. It'll in be out story. for next yeah. caffeine season. Oh yeah, right in time. Go to bed angry. <laughs> Well, thanks so much, Thank Tank. you. This is really, really wonderful. I had a blast. I've been such a fan of yours from afar, so I'm glad <laughs> we got to hang out. And we're so close. Also, yeah, guys, um, take <laughs> I'll, us t- out. I'll take us out. Uh, girlsgotteatpodcast.com, stupidliveshows.com for our live shows and our merch, new merch coming soon. Girls Gotta Eat Podcast on Instagram, girls underscore gotta eat on Twitter. Ash Hess on Instagram and Twitter, One Hungry Jew on Instagram. I'm changing my Instagram name. I'm going to Instagram on Friday before this episode comes out. So okay, we'll, we'll let you know what it's going to be. Spoiler alert. I literally talked about that on Tank's podcast. But so I'm we'll, changing mine? I said you're showing up to Instagram. Knock, on knock. On Friday. So <laughs> anyway, we'll let you know. We'll let you guys know what it's going to be. We'll let you know how it goes. But uh, we'll see you next week, guys. Bye, guys. Have Bye. a good week.